Hey everybody, welcome to the Blue Collar Built Podcast, the show about two brothers who are sharing their experiences as they're going through it. What's going on? Shit. I uh, talked to my boss and him on Monday about leaving. Oh, how did that go? It was good. Actually, no bur- bridges were burned, so that is good. They're like really grateful, I think is the word I'll use for it grateful sad and i didn't didn't expect that i thought they were gonna be mad at me right i don't know if most people feel like that when they quit a job but yeah it was good good yeah i know i i was kind of hoping it would go that way for you um i know you know i know the gm that that's there at that company as well and in all honesty he's a pretty stellar dude yeah it was funny he's too, really stellar because dude. he was doing the centos corporate like you know, right. You can get supervisor in yeah. like two to three months. And then I was just like, he could tell from my expressions and stuff. I was like out. Cause I was like, well, I've been thinking about this for like a year now. And, and I told him I haven't cut any corners over a year. I've still done my job right that entire year. And I've been wanting to leave for a year. So I think that that helped. But yeah, when he said, um, the corporate shit. He was just like, "All right, I'm I'm done with that. Let's just." I had to give you the spiel, right? So he had that's, to try that's and who, keep you. That's, that's who he is. Yeah. yeah, he's he's a really I he's one of the people that I do truly miss being there, and I'm glad he ended up being the GM because yeah, he's awesome. He, that's exactly how he handles himself. He he understands that it's just time for you, you know, and and he gets it and. He's not gonna try and play the game to keep you there and make empty promises and yeah. Now you know, like you said, he has to do the corporate air quote corporate yeah. thing. But he's also gonna relate to you yeah, on, he a, brushed, on a human side. He brushed that off quick and was like, All right, let's just talk. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's uh he was definitely somebody who I do miss working with. We shared very relatable views about a lot of things. So. I think most people there are like that because I think it. Yeah, they see him and they're like, "All right, this guy's good vibes." Like, right. Yeah, makes it less about work or like personal. Right. Now, don't I mean? Don't get me wrong. He gets it done. That's why he's in the position he's Absolutely. in. Absolutely. But the side that is like a personable side, right, is really really good. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, they, oh. they definitely got a good GM with him. <clears throat> so anything else other than but that? No, that, that went good. Um, I got about a week and a half. Cool. Did you cool. get any work going this week? We got a job started. Um, uh, I have a subcontractor who's working on a retaining wall. That's really big. So... Essentially, I have a little bit of concrete work to do, but the overall jobs this retaining wall. So they were able to get that started, which worked out Sweet. really well because I am just getting over. Today's probably been the best day so far, but an upper respiratory infection. It was. It's been a nightmare this week. I I'm not a good sick person at all. <laughs> you can you can break my arm, you can stab me in the leg, and I'll handle that better than being sick. I'm not a good sick person. Oh, so. Now that I'm kind of getting over that, it's been... Well, you haven't even had COVID yet, have you? No, but I was dead set that this was COVID. Because really? Monday at about 1 a.m., I wake up and my throat's on fire. And it felt like yep. needles poking the back of my throat. And I'm like, okay, uh, I got That's it. That's what I had when I got it. Right. Bad and headache and sore throat kind of sucked. So Tuesday, I took a rapid test that we had that Brenda got and... uh it came back negative, and then I went to the doctor Wednesday because my throat was still hurting. They did a PCR, and it came back negative, and it wasn't strep. So the doctor said it's just an upper respiratory infection. It'll be better in 7 to 10 days. So yep. I'll be hopefully good to go by tomorrow or Tuesday. I'm, I am feeling a lot better today, finally. So Love to hear it. Yeah. So in other news, we are going to try something a little different this week. We're going to talk about um, some headlines that we have looked up, and that way you guys can kind of get to see where our opinions are on some of the topics that are happening out in the world today. We're going to try and do this every once in a while. That way we uh, 
keep things current with you guys. And we'd love to hear your opinions about some of these topics as well. If you want to share with us on our Facebook page or Instagram, um, or you can direct message us. If you don't have any social media, I do have to put this out there. We do have an email. If you want to correspond with us, if you don't do social media, most of you will, but it's the blue collar built show at gmail.com. Otherwise, check us out on Facebook or Instagram at the Blue Collar Built Podcast. We're both connected to it, so if you message us, we're going to get it right away, and, and we'd love to start uh, corresponding with our audience. That being said, let's talk about one of the biggest things going on right now, March Madness. Heck How's yeah. your bracket? Fantastic, and you already know it. I do know I it because a- I'm pissed because you're, you're, you've literally held number one in our ESPN Pretty much the group entire time. The, the entire the entire yeah. time. Because I check every day. And after I will a game. gas myself on this for yeah. sure. Because I'm gonna win some money, hopefully. I do have UCLA winning it. You do, and they're gonna lose, but that's all right. Yeah. But you never know. They got really good players. So um, but yeah, what I wanted to look up was my sweet sixteen because like I'm actually just killing it. I, oh, I don't think I've ever you? done this well. In March Madness before. Yeah. So here's where I went. The big ones that messed me up was UConn. Um, I, this year, I have not watched a lot of NCAA other than my team, Go Tar Heels. Right. They're doing well. They're doing phenomenal, dude. I honestly, I didn't have them get, getting past the second round. So even though I'm upset, I didn't have them going that far. No, I'd Baylor. I'm super excited that they beat Baylor. That was that was awesome but so i had yukon new mexico state beating yukon hurt the biggest thing which i'm sure hurt a lot of people was uh kentucky losing to st peter's um who would have thought and then again st peter's winning again last night dude they're the cinderella team that's why i'm doing so they're well sweet to because watch. i didn't i had kentucky in the sweet 16 but mm-hmm. i didn't have them going any farther than that that's what's helped me out um, a lot not to mention i have I hit Houston, mm-hmm. and I hit Michigan into the Sweet 16, which uh, was freaking So massive. I had Illinois. Love that shit. I had Illinois beating Houston, and they didn't get it done. I had Tennessee beating Michigan. You watched that game. That was – I like – every year when I sit down to watch March Madness, yeah. and it happens to be Michigan versus Tennessee, and this might just be me, but those two teams – they don't have a defense. It's a hundred percent offense. I know. It's just running, 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 well, running, the best running, stuff running. to watch. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was really, really kind of a fun game because there wasn't, I mean, I'm just sitting there going back and forth. My head's just back and forth. <laughs> so that was pretty yeah, fun. I can't believe I hit, I just, I just knew because every year there's a big 10 team mm-hmm. that just, they just go somehow. Yeah. They might be a high seed. They might be a low seed. But they just go to like the final four. So I was like, I'm gonna choose a Big Ten team to make kind of a run. Yeah, you know, and it was sad that Iowa lost. I mean, I'm not a huge Iowa fan, but I did they have were them. Too. I I know, and I did have them going at least Sweet Sixteen, and they just couldn't get it done. Which what it about is those what it Cyclones, is. huh? Oh man, they play they play here in thirty minutes or so. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't have them winning. Just but like I'm definitely rooting for them. Just like North Carolina, I did not have ISU actually going too far because of things I've heard throughout the season from whether it's you know you or Steven or anybody you know talking that that we Iowa State just wasn't that great this That's year. That's the beauty of March. Right, it truly is. I mean, doesn't matter what happened during the regular. season. Nope. Whoever's hot in the tournament. It is. It really is. And that's why I got my champions as Duke. Even though I'm a North Carolina fan, diehard, I honestly think that Duke really wants it bad for Coach K. So if they want it bad enough, tournament magic will give it to them. True. We'll see what happens. So on to our next and first kind of headline here that I found. We're going to try and not keep these like super political or no, anything like that. We're more or less just going to like shoot shit like whatever, you know, like yeah. we're not experts just, or anything, just talk about it. And they're going to be topics that we can at least relate to. Neither one of us are real big political guys. 
Um, so we're not going to try and go down that road uh, very much. But again, when you listen to this, let us know. Give us your feedback, and uh, we'll change we'll change things up based off of of what we hear, or maybe we'll just just keep going. Um, so our next headline is. Chipotle is testing a robot named Chippy that makes what else? Tortilla chip. I don't think I've ever had Chipotle. I'm... A lot no. of people are going to um, buy me over that. But... My, my wife and daughter really like Chipotle. Um, we don't really eat it often. I personally don't really eat. I don't eat a lot of fast food as general. I don't eat any fast food really anymore. Yeah. Um, but they like to go to Chipotle every once in a while. But headline is Chipotle announced Wednesday it has partnered with a robotics company to create a robot called Chippy that will make you <clears throat> that will make you guessed it tortilla chips. They put a lot of thought into that. Yes, we are always exploring opportunities to enhance our employee and guest experience. Our goal is to drive efficiency through collaborative robotics that will enable Chipotle's crew members to focus on other tasks in the restaurant. Calling Chippy an, an autonomous kitchen assistant that integrates culinary traditions with artificial intelligence. Chipotle teamed up with Miso Robotics to create the automated cook, which will follow Chipotle's exact recipe for corn, mesa flour, water, sunflower oil, salt, and fresh lime juice to make the chips with the added bonus that the taste won't be compromised. Everyone loves finding a chip with a little more salt or a little extra hint of lime. To ensure we didn't lose the humanity behind our culinary experience, we trained Chippy extensively to ensure the output mirrored our current product, delivering subtle variations in the flavor that our guests expect. That's I, I have some thoughts on this. Okay, let's hear them. I... Because developing thoughts, I, I'm, I'm very weary. Um, when these kinds of technologies come about, that's where you're going. Um, I'm very weary. I uh, was not a super huge fan of self checkouts. Um, that's all at, I use at now. Grocery stores. I know it's it's pretty much all Walmart has now. Yeah, they have like fifteen middle. That are for not self checkout and they're yeah. all closed. And and if you go to their sec self checkout, depending on which one you go to here in town, there's actually like fifteen self checkouts on either side. So there's Dang. like almost thirty self checkouts. Yeah, the one I go Walmart. to on one of the sides is a lot smaller. Yeah, than the other one. Yeah, I think it's uh the newest one has that many. Um, the problem I have with this uh is the fact that it's the idea of humans being replaced, right? And I know mm -hmm. that's kind of that's kind of broad. Um but I think it's really important that we keep a human element to yeah. I, these they companies. Have that. They have that with the self checkout, obviously. Right, but they but also don't have 30 people checking people yeah. out. And I haven't obviously dove into walmart's like employees right but to me unlike the outside there's like two people on each side doing mm -hmm. self-checkouts because if you have like alcohol or something right they have to check your id yeah but if there weren't those self-checkouts they'd have like 15 cashiers right? right but and this is where i said i didn't dive into walmart's employees type of thing are okay. those people did they lose like spots for people to get hired in because of the self-checkouts you know and I, I don't think you know that either i don't um i would i would say that it's a safe bet to assume that they don't have as many people hired as they probably could because of the self-checkouts i mean no. it's just it's part of what it is and it's not just walmart i mean super saver i was just there today and they have four self-checkouts and they have um i think 10 lanes that aren't self-checkout and they usually have three of those open dude i waited to buy one thing i waited for almost 15 minutes because so many people went to the self-checkouts 
that there was a line for that. And then since the self checkouts at super saver are only so many items. Yeah. Oh, they are. Yeah. So oh, you're behind 20 the or less. Right. Yeah. So 20 or less. Well, you still have the people with a cart full of whatever to go up and have more than 20 items and nobody's yeah. going to tell them no. So then you're just kind of stuck there waiting. The problem I have is I want a human element in these companies for human interaction. I mean, we're already people, at a place where people are generally starting to get uncomfortable interacting with each other, and I think that's a problem. Yeah. Personally, I think it's cool because I, we're, we're obviously two different people. You right. like that human element. Yes. I do not. Right. I don't want to talk to a cashier. I don't want a small talk with the cashier. How's your day going? It might sound cruel. It might sound... No, up. it is what it is. I want to buy groceries. I get it. And I want to get the fuck out of there. I get it. So here's the other side to that that I was also thinking about. Being in the self-checkout line, because I was, because the other three were super long. I'm thinking the people who have a grocery cart full of stuff who are in the self-checkout, I'm watching them and I'm going, there's no sense of urgency here because they're not getting paid to process these groceries through so what would take somebody who's a trained cashier to get all this stuff rung up in a matter of seconds maybe it took them like five minutes just to get everything out and it so it so it slowed it slowed down time for everybody else so i think even if you don't want to interact with somebody i think your whole experience to your point is you want to get in and get out yeah it will probably be faster having that human being able to check it for you instead of you having to do it yourself. Yeah, maybe uh, you could be on something there. But yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. So and then from a Walmart business standpoint, like they're looking at a fish, they're looking to make more money. Absolutely, like any business, just like any business. So I can assume they crunch the numbers on what's going to make them. Right. And I don't I don't think that it was I mean, I'm sure part of it was intended like, hey, if we don't if we have these systems, we don't have to pay this person. Well. Being in business, you know, technology machines at some point cost you money as well. Right. So you got to kind of weigh that it's not just because they're not paying somebody regularly. That doesn't mean that self-checkout didn't cost them 10 grand per self-checkout, you know? Yeah, true. And they're going to have to do maintenance. Like there's right. a ton that goes technology. Right. In general. I just think it's, it's one of those things that kind of worries me because eventually if we get to a point, which I hope I never will see, which I highly doubt I will, but let's say my kids or my kids, my grandkids see this day. What's everybody going to do when there aren't enough jobs to be had? Like, are, are, are we going to sit at home well, and the I've, government's going to pay us? Because I've had this what? conversation with Sean before, Sean, our cousin. Yeah. And he's more like one of our nerd. He's into friends. the automated. Yes. One of our EV, nerd friends. All that kind of stuff. Probably have a better conversation with this. Yeah. But like I was just saying, every piece of technology that you throw out there, there's going to have to be a person to maintain that technology. To, right. To update it, to run maintenance on it, all that, mm-hmm. all of those things. So I don't think you're necessarily losing jobs. I, I think way. you are because what that, uh, let's say that one self-checkout company runs the numbers and the one self-checkout takes the place of three cashiers. Well, only is going to take one person to do the maintenance on that, right? So you you're actually out two people. You're not out the total of three, but you're you are out the yeah, total. Yeah, but you of can two. allocate those people as resources to a different part of the business. Yeah, and that's probably true. But are you going to have those spots available? Or are you gonna have? Or or are we gonna see a whole new wave of different kinds of jobs? I guess you yeah. know i would hope that that's yes. something yes uh, that's where we're headed right. i firmly believe that there's just going to be different jobs right so then what happens when something becomes fully automated i mean look at the car industry a lot of the car industry is 
full automation. I mean, they still have employees, but as far as that goes, I mean, there's not, I don't think it needs to be necessarily back in the day like it was when you had, you know, a hundred people on an assembly line and one person put a washer on, another person put a nut on, another, you know, put the bolt on the car. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm just saying I think there's probably going to be a happy medium, but I really would like to see a human element more over the technology. Yeah. And that's why, you know, reading this article, I, I was like, yeah, well I get, you know, and they're, and, and even the fact that they're trying to make it more human, like, because they know that people like that yeah. error, that human error. So now they're, they're putting this machine in to have somewhat human error. Yeah. Off this though, there are going to be jobs that are going to be. Like, Absolutely. 100%. And it's just going to, I mean, I would hate to see that. I, I personally, you know, being somebody who uh, has a business and employs people, um, I'm in a very, what we do, I don't want to say that there's not machines that can do what we do, but there's also an element of those machines just make what we do easier. You still have to have a crew there to yeah. use those machines. But that's the growth of technology. Right. You know. You, you, it just keeps getting easier for human that's performing that task until they're no longer needed. Right. And that's I, the whole thing. I think, you know, some of this kind of sparks too over the, the last couple of years around this whole COVID thing of um, people quitting their jobs and not going back. I, you know, to look at it from the business, the business's side, well, what are we supposed to do when people don't want to come work here? Well, our only option is to automate things yeah. because we aren't we don't have the workforce that we did. So from I guess from that end I kind of see it, but I just really want companies to continue to focus on hiring people and not come up with technology that helps a person do their job. Don't come up with technology that replaces that person. Yeah. I think there's a line in there somewhere. For sure. Yeah. So here's another one. This is a little bit spicier topic. Um, Leah Thomas finishes last place in the 100-yard freestyle at the NCAA championship. So for those of you who don't know, Leah Thomas is a transgender swimmer from the University of Pennsylvania who participates in the um, swimming championships that the NCAA has. I'm not a huge um, swimming person. For women's, right? For women's. Um, yes, yeah, so she is... Biological a man. A biological man yeah. who is a transgender female who is being allowed to compete in the women's so championship. I'm, yeah, I have some questions. I don't know if you okay. know the answer to. So does she have surgery and all this? Um, the so yes, as far as I know, um, actually I can when, look, do you know, when that you can, I look can that look up. that up, um, as we're discussing this, I'm not going to say that's going to change my opinion, but it might have some, influence. no, but so here is one thing that I can tell you that might get some juices flowing is, um, one of the biggest things that they are having a problem with on this is, the NCAA updated its policy in January to defer to the guidance of each sport's governing body. The NCAA announced that the policy would be effective in March, starting with the Division I Swimming and Diving Championships. U.S. Swimming updated its policy shortly after requir requiring transgender athletes who are competing at an elite level to have small levels of testosterone. So they have to be tested to have this lower level of testosterone, which is half of what Thomas's was. And they still allowed her to compete for the next 36 months. Or no, excuse me. It was half of what Thomas's was in order to compete for 36 months, they, they're requiring the testosterone levels to be lower. 
but the NCAA said in weeks later that the administrative subcommittee of the Committee of Competitive Safeguards and Medical Aspects of Sports decided it wouldn't alter its testosterone guideline. So it was in place that you had to have, you had to prove these low-level testosterones. That rules out the window now. Yeah. So it, uh, I know, and it is something I want to talk about. Because um, I, I already, I just want to, Beat it to the punch right now. I just want to I, show you a picture here. Yeah. Okay. So. That's not. Right. <laughs> I want to. So, we can work this topic, obviously. Absolutely. But that's. And I, I want to uh, say before we get too far into this. I am not a opponent of somebody who wants to become transgender. I'm not. I. Um, no, it's strictly competition. It is. This this has nothing to do with my beliefs around any of that. I have um, friends who are gay. I know. I'll just be outright. My beliefs are: you can do whatever you want with your body. It's your body. I don't. <laughs> and that's care. how I am. I don't. I don't care. I don't have any issue with somebody becoming transgender whatsoever. What I have an issue with is exactly what you said, the competitive level. And that's kind of what is being discussed around this. It's and a there's a very there's, hot topic. There's a it. yeah, there's a very big debate about this. And I think, as I've stated before, when you make a decision like being uh going from male to female, I think there are certain things that you have to accept that are just not gonna be you're not going to be able to do. Yeah, you can't Just, you can't have everything. Right. right? That's what you're kind of trying That's to say. That's exactly what yeah. I'm saying. It's now on a little bit different level, but same kind of comparison. It's I look at it like there are certain things that I have to give up um by choosing to be self-employed. Right? Yeah. So it's harder for me to get people are going to counter get that loans or you get too far into the right. people are going to counter that by oh well it's not really choice right i know but it is right it it is yeah you don't i mean in my mind and again i don't this is kind of where the opinions are going to flow yep. and maybe somebody has a different view that they can shed light on the topic for Absolutely. us but um you know i I think it is a choice for them. Obviously, they're choosing to go that route, right? Yeah. So that is a choice that they made. Yeah. I don't think there's any argument to that. Trying to think. Right. But yeah, keep going if you have something. So what I'm getting at is I'm not saying they can't compete. I just don't agree with the fact that it's okay for them to compete if you're a male biologically, yeah. right? Doesn't matter how much testosterone you get rid of or you get implants or you get surgery, your DNA is still male. Yeah. Right? Um so you're going to still carry certain male attributes at least in the beginning right so the argument might be had that eventually down the road given the estrogen supplements and and that process that his body will eventually be slimmer to what a woman's body is never truly however after seeing this picture obviously that process has not taken place very far. I don't think they can ever truly get there, but like I said, I don't know. So I, I think that me personally, that it's not fair to these women, these biological women who have worked their asses off to be where they're at to get dominated in this sport by somebody who just decided to, that they wanted to be a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to me, in my head, that's just, yeah, it's just. And another article I read had pointed out, because he was swimming as a man before, and he was not oh, very he good. Was? 
and he was not very good. And now all of a sudden he's a woman and he's dominating the sport. I didn't know that. Yeah. So he has swam as both male and female and now he's winning minus this one. So this is kind of where the interesting thought comes to me. And, you know, I, I could be wrong again. This is just free thinking here. Um, he titled in the 500 freestyle. And then all of a sudden, after all this stuff debuted and all this argument started to happen. And this one, the, the NCAA requirement for testosterone was on. So he titled. Yes. That happened. Yes. And, then he, and he got last. it. And then all of a sudden, all this stuff comes out. And then. And then he or she ends up placing eighth in the hundred yards. So what happened? Good for between... those ladies, by the way. Right, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, Still. and I, and part of me has has sympathy because I look at this as this wasn't a a huge headline until he got that that title it became such a headline that I'm wondering if it didn't get to him enough that he couldn't focus enough on this one because he had one of the fourth fastest times at trial just to get into the competition in this. So you can't tell me that. Or the other side of me is wondering if it was something maybe he intentionally did because he wanted to kind of go, listen, I'm not, beating all of these women. I would I don't think that's the case because as a competitor, you're always out to get it. Yeah. So, I don't think that's the case, but that's just kind of one spot that my mind goes to, which kind of interesting. Yeah. I think my last comment with the, for this is just there's a reason why we have men's sports have women's sports. Yes. And that's it. You know, I but I also think um I think there's a place for competitors like this, but I also don't think it's their, I don't think it's a right that they should be allowed to compete in the sport that they switch to. Yeah. So, and, and that goes both ways from female to male, male to female. I think there should be, and maybe it'll eventually happen, but I think there should be another division because it's just not fair to the women or the men who work their asses off and then yeah i completely agree might get beat it's it's tough topic tough conversation it is it is and and again i don't i think i think she should be allowed to compete just not not in the women's you know i think if swimming's what she's passionate about she should be able to allow to if that puts her in a division of her own then hey guess what and you're just competing for time, but it, it should be something like that. I don't, I don't think she should be allowed to compete because obviously she still has the body figure of a man. And so, you know, she probably has more muscle, more, I don't know what all goes into swimming. Again, I'm not a big swimming guy, but you well, would so think many people are ripped. Yeah. Back. You would think that that's going to carry some weight. So let us know what your thoughts are on that. All right, next topic. Lift details fuel surcharge to help offset rising gas prices. Raise your hand if you have not been affected by how much gas has went up. That's right. Everybody's <laughs> hand is down. Thank you. Especially for you guys out there who drive diesels, I feel you because we are paying, at least here in Iowa, it was up to four dollars and 99 cents so it was five dollars oh a gallon God. it was five dollars yeah you know how much it costs to fill my truck if my truck's completely empty it was almost two hundred dollars that's crazy isn't that gross yeah it was like 189 something yeah i like i like talking about the gas prices because it's easy to see the like the chain of who it affects because it affects literally everything right if everyone's paying more for gas, then businesses are charging more for their products. Yeah, definitely. And then people, yeah, then it, everything just rates. Yeah, and and so that's what they're trying to Easy do to here. See. So, 
Lyft is going to add a fuel surcharge of 55 cents to each ride given by drivers to offset surging gas prices. The company said earlier this week that it would follow Uber, which will also announce surcharges this week, and this week it released a detail of its plan. The company said in a blog post that the surcharge will be effective beginning next week with all of the money going directly to the drivers. The measure will remain in place for at least the next 60 days. So I think this is good because I think that was something I yeah. was I was concerned with for these people because there are people who make a living doing this or there's people who um, might be going to college who are Lyft drivers and that's yeah. how they're getting through college. You know, yeah. this is definitely something that you could, you don't have to do full time, but I think it's something that um, is going to impact how much money because if you're having to pay for the fuel out of your own pocket, because obviously lifted. Yeah, you won't be making as much, you, right? No. And I was watching um, on TV, they interviewed uh, an Uber driver and he's like, listen, it's to the point now where I'm, I'm kind Almost of not even weighing, worth it. yeah, I'm weighing whether it's going to be worth it or not. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm, I'm interested to see um, how they figured 55 cents a ride. That doesn't seem like enough to me. Yeah, I think it's dependent on like how far you go. That's how they should. Right. How far, if someone orders from across town, then that charge should go up. Yeah, theory, yeah, that's how I would work it. I, I think it should be either 55 cents. It should be either based off the miles. And I don't know. I'm, I've never used Lyft or Uber. I've always driven myself. Um, so I don't know how that works. But 55 cents a ride just doesn't seem like much to offset, especially given how high the fuel prices have been. No, and we, we would probably have to dive in or look more into like how many miles they're driving like a typical uber driver but yeah so i don't think 55 cents is really a whole lot doesn't i don't know because if if you figured 55 cents and somebody did i don't know let's just say 10 drives a day that's only making up five dollars and fifty cents of your fuel like i was saying though Depends how far they have to drive. That's true. Not everyone lives in one spot. That's true. Plus, I'm sure a lot of Lyft and Uber drivers are doing more than 10 a day. I would imagine if you were just doing local, let's just say local, right? So if within that's a your, five mile radius. If that's your only job, yeah, you're doing more. You're than doing that. a ton more than that. So I, but I am glad to hear that. Um, I, another headline. An effort, yeah, right? and another headline that I did read. Um, in in kind of alignment with the surging fuel prices as i saw that i think it was uh georgia the state of georgia cut their gas tax for the next month so the government will not be including a tax on fuel right now that's sweet yeah so that's kind of helped help them drop prices and i think a lot of states even the article agreed that there's going to be because the the federal government hasn't really said much about the fuel tax, so I think states are starting to take it upon themselves to um, drop that tax and kind of help curb some of these costs because we're just getting hit, you know, yeah, all it over everybody. And it's not just gas. I mean, it's it's groceries, it's raw materials. I mean, dude, concrete went up. How was the there was like a wood thing last year, right? Where wood was really Oh, expensive. wood was ridiculous. Is that still going on? No, it came down, but, but, asterisk mark, I would not be surprised if it went back up again. Why did that happen again? The supply. We couldn't get, couldn't get enough wood, so wood okay. was just going through the roof. I mean, I was paying the most disgusting one. I had to buy a... 16 foot two by 12 common lumber not green treat we're just talking basic um it was like a little over a hundred dollars for me to buy that one piece of wood oh for a form for a concrete form that's nuts yeah a piece that normally at normal cost i could probably get it for like 25 bucks and it was a little over 100 after tax yeah that's 
dad and I still call it the gold bar because it still sits down at the shop. <laughs> we aren't chopping it up. We aren't doing nothing with it. We've used it like three times. Yeah, when I was thinking about that last year, I was thinking about like the home builders because they obviously yes. the whole house is basically built out of wood. Yeah. So they have to raise their prices. Dude, people were paying 20 to, to 30 grand more for the wood for the wood package for a new home last year. It was disgusting. You actually had people who were weighing the options waiting, but what scared a lot of people is they're like, if I wait, will it just go up more? Yeah, that's always the question. You know. So, fortunately, any decent sized builder is going to already have some pre-purchased stuff. So I don't think that really affected too many people, but I did hear some horror stories of people who they're 20, 30 grand more than what it should be, you know, and, and it, and this just kind of goes into tying with everything else that's going on. I mean, used car market is insane. Um, housing market is insane. Yeah. I've definitely been looking into the housing market. And Not that I'm going to buy, well, you're going to buy a house, right? Like, yeah, I mean, probably two years. Okay. You know, so hopefully we get to see some decline in that. You never know, though. But, it could keep going up. That's yeah, why you probably shouldn't hesitate. No, but the other nice thing Go is... either way. The other nice thing is, is I will be selling a house already. Yeah. So I'm, I already have a house that has tons that, of equity in it. That helps a lot. So if the housing market does go up, that's only going to increase mean, you, what I your money's going to go right. up to sell the house. It's yeah. it's not like I'm going from renting to purchasing. Yeah, I'm going the, from purchasing to purchasing. A, for the people in my position, that it's kind of tough, right? Because you're just renting an apartment. Yeah, and prices are just going, going, going. So and you're just dumping money into an empty hole, essentially. Exactly. Which that's I I hate doing oh, it, I but that. I mean it. I get it though. That's where I'm at right now. But it's also the same reason, like why people use Lyft and Uber, right? They might not want to have to buy a car, or you might be in a population like New York or you know some something that's heavily densely populated, which we're not used to because we're from the Midwest, where that's just the thing you do. You don't drive when you're you either walk or you get a cab or yeah. which. Cabs are now Lyft and Uber drivers. So I just, I think it's one of those things, but depending on these price increases, that might also get people to start thinking, maybe I need to be driving more. You yeah. never know. Do I pay for the expensive gas or do we, do I pay for the expensive ride? That's a good Stuff point. in the air. Yeah. All right. Our final topic here was one that uh, I came across on Yahoo. It is a couple who are YouTubers and they decided that they were going to quit drinking alcohol for four months and wanted to share that change on their YouTube channel. Oh, that's awesome to hear that. Yeah, so following on from their experiment <laughs> from 2020 where they gave up drinking alcohol for one month, YouTubers Craig and China Benzine took up the challenge in late 2021. In a new video, they check in after four months with no booze and share how they're feeling. To begin with, Craig started to feel tired in the evenings, which he suspects has to do with his body, expecting the usual hit of energy that he would usually give from a drink. For similar reasons, he has sugar cravings in the evening for the first month or so, which is obvious because alcohol is fermented sugar. China makes one exception and has a single celebratory drink on Christmas Eve and is surprised to find that she enjoys it as much. She doesn't enjoy it as much as she anticipated. It was good, but it wasn't as good as I expected it to be. It didn't hit the way I thought it would. After a while, Craig noticed a considerable increase in his work productivity, and they both say they've experienced a minor improvement in the quality of sleep. It feels like deeper, better sleep, he says. When I wake up, I do not feel I do feel more refreshed. Craig adds that while he hasn't lost weight, he has found it easier to maintain current weight without really trying too hard. The best part about this, I think, is at the end of this article here, um, they're just point out asked. Do you think you're going to go back to drinking? 
And in the video, they state, I don't miss drinking. At this point, I don't think I want to start drinking again, at least not very regularly. And that's because they've, they've decided that the benefits are outweighing the enjoyment that they once partook in drinking. Yeah, I kind of find myself there right now. Right. Like, I'm definitely not drinking as much right now. I don't know if it's because it's kind of still winter because I know, like, there's an, there was an uptick for me in December where I was definitely, December till, like, maybe a month or two ago, I was drinking a lot. Okay. Now, I mean, I'm still drinking. Like, I had three beers last night. Okay. But in the summer, and I because I don't want to jump on and say I'm just done with it. Right. Drinking heavily. But you're more social in the summer. Exactly. So that's, you're at the pool, you're outside, you're golfing, you're doing stuff outside, all that. So at least for me, I'm going to be drinking probably. Okay. But right now, like, I haven't drank that much. So this I is. I usually drink a lot on the, like, a lot as in like six to eight beers. Right. Is a lot for oh, dude, most that, people. That put me on my ass. Yeah. Well, real quick. Never drink. So I don't drink. Um, it's not that I haven't drank. I used to used to drink a ton. Got me into a ton of trouble. Um, and I started noticing that I would become reliant on drinking whenever something went bad. Like I, I was, I was getting to a point where I saw if I didn't make a change, that it would be a path I wouldn't which we have alcoholism in our family like really yeah. heavily so that was something that was always yeah I don't have any of that like I don't have any issues with right. drinking right like you could you could go without a, a week of drink I mean obviously you went, you especially did. right now I don't need to right so you don't have that where you get home from work and the first thing you got to do is pop open or even later in the night you you're not like oh I gotta have a beer before no. I go to bed because that's my habit Never, right? Never. Yeah, and for me, you know, I never, I, I never got to that point either because I, I would never drink during the work week. My thing was, was when I drank, I there was no, oh yeah, there was no. It got to a point where if I was gonna drink, I was gonna drink. I yeah. didn't understand the idea of going to the bar and having one or two drinks but i also mm. was not a beer guy like i beer never agreed with my yeah. stomach so i could never drink beer like so it vodka. was always liquor for me yeah always just liquor in general and so that was my biggest problem and obviously i decided that i needed to part ways with that and i'm with these guys i don't you know i think when a lot of people and this goes for anything in general you know alcohol drugs any bad habit that you might do that might not be quite an addiction yet because you haven't gotten there but you look in the mirror and go this could potentially go to a bad place yeah when you decide that and you start thinking well what happens if i stop doing this i think the instant instant thing that we do is we get afraid because we're not going to be able to do it anymore everybody everybody always fears what they're giving up and i i think that's kind of a terrible way to look at it i think you have to look kind of pass that and look at what you're gaining you know you're gonna like these guys said they're sleeping better they haven't really noticed much weight much weight Which surprises loss, me. but he said he isn't gaining like yeah. he was so that's important yeah that's why i want to try to cut back on it because i enjoy food a lot right like most people yep and if I don't drink as much, then I can kind of enjoy food a little bit more. Me and right. Steven were having this conversation yesterday. Because he, he's pretty much, like he said he hasn't quite some time. Yeah. Right. But he said he can pretty much eat whatever he wants and not worry about gaining any like bad weight or any weight in general. Yeah. Which, that's what I'm kind of yeah. leaning towards and that's phenomenal and i think and i think the biggest takeaway from this is how much more productive i mean they were even shocked with themselves at how much more 
like Craig said, he noticed a considerable increase in his work productivity. Well, yeah, because you don't have to wake up hungover to not be. Uh, you can still functional. be a little you bit can fog still brain be a, even like right. after having a couple of drinks. You can still exactly. wake up with some fog and if, brain. And if you're doing that, you know, let's say you do that three, four times a week. I mean, I don't know how the people who do it every night, I, there's no way. Even when I was drinking, like I said, I didn't drink during the work week because I knew that if I would, I'd be messed up the next day. Yeah, no, it's talent. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I mean, it's, it's, no, it's a that joke. is terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. But like to your point, I I just don't understand in my head how people get drunk every single day. Because oh, there are those people. No, there are. There's no way. I I mean, I, yeah, I couldn't I guess do that's it. just I, addiction like to the core there. It is. I think I think it starts with a habit though. Like these guys were saying, right? You just get kind of into that motion of this is what I do. Well, eventually this is what I do becomes this is what I need. And that's where habit turns into addiction. So kudos to them for taking this challenge on before, you know, obviously anything got too serious for them. Um, I think it was, it was cool. And if you have something in your life like that, it might not be alcohol, but whatever that is, that, that habit, you know, you might try and break it. And I challenge you to go longer than like a week or a month. Do like these guys did try it for four months. I like the idea that they like weighed, right. Weighed their decisions. And I also like that they did not after four months the first thing they wanted to do was go back to drinking because I think that's something else too. Like it's easy, it's easy to work out when you're in a program. And then when you're not in a program, you slowly kind of, you know, it's the same thing. It's easy to give something up when you say I'm doing it for 30 days, but on the 31st day, if that's the first thing that you gravitate towards your habits, probably not broke, which means you should probably go another 30 days and, and repeat that process until you don't, need it yeah and and it's a choice so any final thoughts today this was kind of cool uh yeah, i, no, I enjoyed i enjoyed having definitely some, some hot topics we talked some, about some free talk with you well uh we'll get back on on to a, another topic next week thank you for listening don't forget share the show and if you guys have any ideas or anything you want to hear us talk about like i said get us a message on uh, facebook or dm us on instagram we would love to hear your thoughts and, and correspond back and forth with you guys. Thanks for hearing us this week, and we'll talk to you next. Bye.